All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America. Happy Monday. Happy Juneteenth Day. The first federal celebration of Juneteenth Day, a day where the Emancipation Proclamation and all the great freedom that flowed from it is celebrated. I hope you're enjoying it. It's a beautiful day here in Washington, D.C. For many reasons. One, the rascals aren't in town. Two, the traffic's light. Three, the weather's great. So I'm very lucky and very proud to to be working today and and, and celebrating this great holiday and calling attention to it. We've got a great show for you today. Speaking of celebrating freedom, we've got one of the driving forces behind, I think, one of the most exciting patriotic projects in America right now, Flagpole of Freedom, the plan to create an extraordinary park celebrating American freedom, celebrating the veterans who secured that and maintained that freedom for us. The Flagpole of Freedom Park is supposed to be unveiled on July 4th, 2026, the 250th birthday of America. And we have Rob Worcester with us today. He's one of the driving forces behind this project to create a $1 billion theme park. It's going to create 8,000 jobs. It's going to celebrate American freedom, honor all 24 million U.S. veterans. And it's going to create a 1,776-foot-tall flagpole that'll have a flag that is the size of one and a half football fields. Yeah, take that one. That'll drive Colin Kaepernick crazy, right? A flag, one that you can honor and celebrate and create patriotism in the world. And Rob Worcester is going to be here to tell us about that and all that's going on with that. And then we're going to turn to the important topic of whistleblowing. Jason Foster from the Empower Oversight Center. It's about a year old. It is creating some of the most important investigations from whistleblowers in the Biden administration. We're going to talk to him about two of them. One of those, some really egregious concerns inside the VA, the Veterans Administration, and also his effort to find out why the NIH deleted DNA data related to the COVID-19 virus that came from China. A big scandal. He's the guy who's made the made more progress than members of Congress have by using lawsuits and FOIA and whistleblowers. We're going to have all of that today. So back to back, Rob Worcester and Jason Foster. Two great interviews, two great topics, the flagpole of Freedom Park and whistleblowing in the Biden years. We're going to have a quick commercial break here from our sponsors, partners, and advertisers, and we'll be right back. First up, we got Rob Worcester. 
Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Hey, last week on Just the News, we had a really great story about a crowd-backed, crowd-funded, crowd-sourced plan to build an educational patriotic park with the world's largest flagpole. That's right. Be proud of our flag. What a, what a remarkable idea. It's called the Flagpole of Freedom Park. Uh, it is being uh, conceived and built in the state of Maine, great state of Maine. And we are lucky enough today to have with us one of the founders and the marketing director for that project, Rob Worcester. Rob, great to have you on the show today. Hi, John. Uh, we really appreciate the opportunity to talk about the park um, with your audience. 
It's an amazing thing. This story got a lot of traction on our site. It was in the top five stories for quite quite a bit of time. So people love the concept, love the idea. Tell us what um, what started you and your colleagues on this path. Well, you know, it was a response to what the family has done for years and years. Um, my family founded the Reads Across America program. This is an entirely separate initiative uh, done by the family. That's a nonprofit and, and uh, separate from this altogether. But this is a different initiative. Um, we're creating a destination here, which will be one of the most significant patriotic destinations ever. Um, here in Down East Maine, uh, the area could really use use something as a staple down here. And um, we're... we're uh, Really happy to put all these pieces together and and uh, and create it. It's really amazing. So it's going to be in Columbia Falls, if I understand right from the business plan. Uh, Eight thousand jobs would be created in a in a area community that needs those jobs, right? Yeah, yeah. It uh, at full build out, we expect that the uh, the park itself would have about three thousand employees. Um, the uh, hospitality that would move into the area to support that would be about another 2,000, and then the growing community would make up the rest of that 8,000. Fantastic. Very exciting. Uh, obviously, the centerpiece, though not the only part, but the centerpiece would be, do I have this right, a football field, large American flag? Just a little bit over that, actually, John. <laughs> yeah. About a football field and a half, believe it or not. Wow. Um, it's about 150 yeah, yards, right? Yeah. Yeah. We like to call, you know, we compare ourselves to a bunch of things. We, we like to say we're part national monument because of the scale yeah. size of this flagpole. We're part historical adventure, part immersive tech driven museum and part architectural wonder. There's, there's all this stuff that happens um, that will be happening that surround this flagpole, this giant flagpole as well. Yeah. So important. I know you want to stay political, but it's not just the, flag right the flag is the centerpiece but you have plans for uh, a national monument historical adventure immersive tech driven uh, tech driven museum uh really uh all immersive sort of patriotic tourism spot right that's right yes you know surrounding this flagpole which would be the the tallest flagpole in the world uh, it'd be it's actually 1461 feet tall wow um and it sits on a hill by design it's 315 feet high so it's we matched the the overall height above sea level to 1776, um, that important date in our history, our independence. Um, you know, but surrounding that, there is almost you know things that are more important to the park itself. We plan to have walls that uh, memorialize every single veteran in the history of our country. That's roughly about 24 million veterans. They'll be placed in on in uh, little parks uh, wow. based on state. Of, or territory that they're from, um, and there'll be... Uh, so all who served? Everybody that served that has passed, and then we'll continually update as more more of our veterans pass away. We'll make sure that they do get on the walls. It is amazing. I'm sure there's a lot of excitement. At what phase are we in this development process? <clears throat> you know, uh, currently right now, we're, we're just getting, making, uh, getting the word out, raising awareness. Uh, we're doing the fundraising part of it. Uh, we call this fundraising part of part, uh, Operation Make History. We're asking for those, you know, patriotic Americans. Uh, we want to come together regardless of what party you support. Well, this is an initiative that's apolitical, um, but we want people to come together. 
We want to uh, get a group that we call Park Founders. Um, that group for a small amount of money, actually $11 a month for 60 months, uh, would make sure that this great destination happens. Wow. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And you're trying to, if I understand correctly, you're trying to raise about a billion dollars for the first round. And you hope to open on, if I have this right, July 4th, Independence Day 2026. Yes. Yeah. And you know, it's it's not just Park Founders. We're we're looking for, uh, you know, large corporate sponsors. Sure. We're looking for, for companies to participate, put their names on different pieces of this. Uh, we have, of course, the Park Founder thing, um, but we're, uh, there's pl- plenty of opportunity for patriotic companies and individuals to, you know, make sure this happens with us. Yeah, now I've never been that good at math, but if I'm doing my math right, July 4th, 2026 would be the 250th birthday of this great country, right? Yeah, you know, that was, it. Um, we wanted to have something, you know, significant for a opening day. We wanted to drive the Park Foundership, um, give them something to shoot for. It's very aggressive. Uh, we won't completely have everything that you see on the website for, for phase one, but we do plan to have the the flagpole at the center of this, and we plan to have the walls um, and the area we call the Village of Old Glory all open for uh, that July 4th, 2026. And then we'll continually add on and, and uh, a lot of these historic uh, halls of history that, you know, we'll, where all the learning and things will be, those will be added as quickly as we can get them off. We, we think it will take about eight to 10 years to do the total build out. Oh, I'm sure. What, a, what an ambitious project. What an exciting project. And, you know, you just think of some of the statistics, 1,776 foot high uh, flagpole, a 150 yard large flag, <laughs> 24 million veterans honored their names on the wall so we can remember every single veteran who served this country. It's a most impressive, uh, 8,000 jobs, most impressive and ambitious goal. Now you have an amazing family. You made a brief reference as we were uh, starting the interview, but your dad, Morrill, and your brothers have played such an important role in other big patriotic American things, uh, most recognizably wreaths across America. What drives your family to have this passion for this great country? Yeah, you know, I think it's out of respect, you know, uh, you know, for our veterans, if without their sacrifices, you know, none of us would enjoy the freedoms that we have. You know, I, I totally look up to them. I, I, uh, I'm not one for taking up arms and in protecting myself, but I'm totally in respect of those that do, you know, so it's, it's just amazing what they've put on the line for us. Uh, We have quite a few military members in our family as well. Um, But it's, you know, it's just, just out of respect, really. Yeah. And the area that you are building in is really one of the most gorgeous and scenic parts of Maine. Lots of water, lots of hills. It really is breathtaking. This will become a vacation destination for a long time, won't it? It will. Yeah, you know, the park itself, it sits on about 2,500 acres. The, the uh, development only is, is roughly about 400 acres in size that we're going to disturb. So part of the appeal is to actually come and see, do all this stuff within the main forest and kind of celebrate the main forest as well while you're doing it. Um, there's a, like you say, there's a whole series of hills that this park is going to be built in. There's like 10 different hills and there'll be Lots of outdoor activities, hiking, and all kinds of different things 
as well as these these memorials and in, in uh, monuments to our military history. It's amazing, and you're just a few miles. I know we always hear talk about the shot heard around the world at Lexington and Concord, but the first naval battle uh, that occurred in the Revolutionary War, June 11, 12, 1775, was just a couple miles from where you're building this park, putting this flagpole up, the Battle of the Margareta. Tell us a little bit about that great history. Yeah, you know, uh, from the flagpole itself, when you're in the observation ball, you'll be able to look towards the east. Uh, you'll see that little bay where that all took place. That's a significant day in history, the very first naval battle. You know, the, the names that are from this area, those those family names were the ones that were in, in that uh, conflict. You know, it's amazing the stories. We actually have, there's a few Worcesters involved in that as well as some, you know, some staple names from uh, Washington County, Maine that still live here today. And uh, it was amazing what they did. Um, there's a lot of trickery involved. They actually, in uh, bravery by those, uh, you know, just uh, people from down East Maine to, to make sure that, uh, you know, they took on that ship and uh, took it back. Ah, amazing. Great part of a rich history, beautiful part of the country, a great patriotic state. It's a wonderful state, Maine. I love it. In fact, we're headed there in a few weeks for a little uh, visit. How do people get involved with the flag, uh, Flagpole of Freedom uh, Park? What's the fastest way to find out how you can donate, to learn more about this? What are all the coordinates for that? Yeah, if you could go to uh, flagpoleoffreedom.com, uh, do a little research on there, but you'll Look around, and, and what we're really looking for are patriotic Americans to become park founders. Um, there's a whole list of benefits that you get for that, including your name will be on this forever in our Hall of Hall of Founders. And uh, so, so you'll be recognized forever for one of the people that did this. You'll also have lifetime admission to our ticketed experiences within those halls of history. And, and there's a whole list of stuff. That, uh, that you can gain access to by becoming a park founder, um, including the, par- the park founders circle where you actually get a voice. Um, we'll be asking survey questions and things and to, to those park founders to, as we lay this out and, and uh, play in the development, we're going to be looking for details from those founders to become part of it. Absolutely amazing. You know, what you and your family have done, Rob, is uh, amazing. First, starting with uh, uh, the Reefs Project, which I've been blessed to watch and be a part of it when I was editor of the Washington Times. And now this, an incredible monument to this great country, to the people who defended its freedom. Uh, there's got to be a lot of excitement, folks. If you haven't checked this out, if you haven't read the story we had on our site the other day, this is an easy URL to remember. You won't have to work hard to remember. It's just called flagpoleoffreedom.com. Really easy to remember. Go check this out. One of the most exciting uh, new opportunities out there. Uh, it really caught our attention the second we heard about it. And uh, I can't wait to be there on the day it opens in 2026. I know you ought to want to be there as well. So really great stuff. We're really excited, Rob, to have you on. Give our best to your family, to your dad, all, for all the great things you guys have done. And we'll be following this as it goes along. What's the next benchmark we should be watching for? You know, I, you know I, we hope to be uh, making announcements on some big partnerships coming up. Um, I can't really say that yet, but uh, talking to some very, very high up individuals from some of the service organizations, we may be partnering with those to make sure we get the founderships. We also are, are talking with some large corporations to potentially put their name on some of these venues and things at the park in uh, 
watch for those, and we should be have some announcements on that stuff coming soon. Yeah, the opportunity for veterans to go here to be appreciated and to be embraced one more time for their incredible service. There was a gentleman on your site that says he couldn't, I think he was a retired Army colonel, and he said, I can't wait to see this. I will be in tears, but it will be tears of joy, tears of pride, tears of patriotism. Those are tears we'd like to see shed. That's really great. Very exciting, Rob. Thanks for uh, bringing us up to speed on this. We're going to stay on top of this and have you back as uh, each of the benchmarks for the park uh, become a reality. Great. I really appreciate it, John. All right. Thanks for joining us today. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Jason Foster from one of the most important whistleblower centers in America here to talk about some uh, new cases where people have blown the whistle on government misconduct. Fun stories coming up right after this commercial break. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. Our next guest is one of the greatest champions of whistleblowers in federal government. I mean, for going back two and three decades, he worked for Senator Grassley as one of the chief investigative counsels, broke some of the biggest scandals uh, in uh, American history. The recent American history, like Fast and Furious, was instrumental in unraveling some of the Russia collusion uh, uh, story that we all talk about, and now has created, I think, one of the most exciting new whistleblower centers in America and called Empower. Joining us right now, Jason Foster. Jason, great to have you back on the show. Hey, thanks, John. Thanks for having me. You are doing amazing work, and one of those places is inside the agency where we're supposed to be best serving our veterans. We're seeing a lot of slippage. Wait times are growing. A lot of bad things are happening again inside the VA. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the Whistleblower Project and what you have uncovered uh, inside that very troubled agency. Yeah, so uh, this isn't on the health side. This is on the education side. You know, the VA provides uh, uh, tons of education benefits for people who've served their country uh, through the GI Bill. Uh, And there's a whole vast bureaucracy there. 
And, uh, you know, for the last year or so, we've been working on, uh, you know, we've had whistleblowers uh, that we've been in contact with, and he's also contacted Senator Grassley's office, uh, who were telling us about a conflict of interest issue there, where you had one of these uh, bureaucrats at the VA, a woman named uh, Charmaine Bogue, who was in, uh, who was in charge of uh, veterans' education benefits. And it's a classic, uh, you know, D.C. story. Her husband, uh, you know, sort of inside-outside game with an agency, her husband was working, uh, his name is Barrett Bogue, he was working for uh, a left-wing nonprofit called the uh, uh, VES, Veterans Education Services. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, there was, it was a classic conflict of interest where he was uh, being paid by this outside group at the same time that he's asking for information and favors for that outside group, um, uh, uh, you know, from his, from his spouse. Um, and the... Um, the inspector general uh, was initially – this was brought to their attention, uh, but they, dec- they initially declined to investigate it. But after the whistleblowers went to Senator Grassley's office, uh, the OIG uh, decided uh, when, they got a, when they got letters and questions from Grassley's office, they decided they better uh, open something. Um, and in March of this year, they, you know, um, they came out with a report, and the OIG substantiated virtually everything that the whistleblowers had told Senator Grassley. Um, they – they found that, and I'm quoting from their report, Ms. Bogue participated in education service matters in which VES or her spouse was or represented a party. Uh, they, she failed to consider her impartiality would be questioned in VES matters, uh, such as when her spouse contacted her directly to make requests on behalf of VES. Um, you know, she violated the apparent conflict of interest rule when she participated in the approval of an MOU that benefited Veterans Education Services. So, you know, it was a real vindication for everything Grassley had been asking about and everything that the whistleblowers had brought to his office's attention. Um, uh, but, you know, there's, as is usual in Washington, there wasn't a lot of uh, accountability and follow-up. So yep. during the course of the investigation, um, the VA official uh, resigned and left. Um, and so she had done one interview with the IG uh, but as you know, we've seen this happen at the FBI and lots of other places. Uh, what happens is people resign just as the uh, just as the cops are knocking at the door, right? Of and course. What happens is inspectors general they can't force form most of them can't force former employees to talk to them. So she had done one interview with the IG, uh, and I think when it became apparent what was going on uh, and what the IG had and that they were where they were going, uh, she resigned uh, and then refused to cooperate with the IG further. Moreover, her husband, who was never a VA employee, refused to cooperate with the IG, refused to talk to them. Uh, and her husband's employer, Veterans Education Success, refused to cooperate with the IG and refused to, to give them an interview. Uh, these are, this is all according to what the IG said, right. uh, not my opinion. Right, right. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, so um, you know, what we have is, a, you know, this is a perfect example of the problem that, uh, you know, that I've identified and been pushing for for a long time. But, you know, inspectors general need testimonial subpoena authority. And actually, there was a recent bill um, that gave testimonial subpoena authority to the VA IG uh, after this investigation was closed. But it's limited to only former employees. So two of the three witnesses who refused to cooperate here wouldn't be affected by that right. bill. Um, so, you know, we need, and, and it's just for the VA IG, it's not for other IGs, but we, you know, we need this authority for inspectors general across the government so that when the bureaucrats, you know, engaged in some kind of wrongdoing resign, that they still have to at least cooperate Comply. with the, yeah. uh, their former, 
Yeah, they have to, they have to at least yeah. give testimony so that they can, so that the, we can get to the bottom of the waste, fraud, and the abuse. Yeah. Um, so, so recently, uh, I joined with another whistleblower group called uh, uh, Whistleblowers for America, and we, we wrote a joint letter to the uh, board members um, of Veterans Education Success and its key uh, donors. Um, they're supported by groups like uh, Fidelity Charitable, the Pew Charitable Trust, um, the Lumina Foundation, uh, Bank of America. And we wrote to them and we said, you know, look, um, you know, we know that you're supporting this organization because you want to help, you know, for the charitable things that they do uh, in helping veterans get education benefits. But, you know, when you have a conflict of interest issue like this um, and they refuse to cooperate with the oversight of the inspector general's office, it's a nonpartisan independent oversight. Um, you know, what are you doing to make sure that, uh, you know, that they cooperate and that they answer the questions that have been raised by the IG? Uh, we also wrote to the VA and we said, hey, we know you have this uh, in the VA IG. And we said, we know you have this new authority. Uh, a lot of the, you know, there were some questions left unanswered in your report. You said you couldn't get to the bottom of because these witnesses wouldn't cooperate. Well, you got you. the authority. Well, now you have new authorities. It may not be perfect, but you have some new authorities. Are you going to go back and uh, take a second look at it, especially in light of the fact that, you know, Senator Grassley's written three or four letters about this over the last year, has not gotten any official response from the VA. They were essentially punting while the VA IG finished its investigation. The IG is finished with its investigation. They still haven't answered Senator Grassley's letters. So uh, and then we here at Empower Oversight, you know, we have a FOIA lawsuit against the VA, which we filed a couple of weeks ago to try to enforce our FOIA requests. We're asking for all the information about uh, the internal communications back and forth about Senator Grassley's letters yeah. uh, to try to pressure them to uh, to be forthcoming and, and provide him answers. So, yeah, that's what we've been working on. It's important work. And a lot of people need to understand these conflict of interest rules that clearly were blown up here in this transaction are there specifically to make sure that Americans get the best price, that money isn't wasted, that there isn't graft and corruption. And in this case, as the as the VA IG made very clear, they were blown past, right? These are, every employee gets this training. They know they're not supposed to do the things that call into question their independence or integrity. And so to see no one get punished after the fact has got to be frustrating. Uh, it's as though there are rules for thee and then but rules not for me and the, the mentality of the federal worker. Uh, are there any options left? What can be done to ensure that some accountability gets meted out here in the uh, in the in the weeks and months ahead? Well, you know, I mean, if the IG would go back and reopen it, that would you know, and take a look at and gather some of the information they weren't able to get in the first place. You know, right. that would be helpful. But it's frustrating and and disappointing that it takes um, you know folks getting a United States senator involved and asking questions before these folks you know before the folks in the agency do the right thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad the IG put out the report that it did, and it did vindicate what the whistleblowers were telling us and were right. telling Senator Grassley's office. Right, right. right. Um, but on the other hand, I also know that the IG didn't, you know, they knew about this before Senator Grassley and before we got involved. So, you know, and they declined to investigate. And, Amazing. you know, some of the people who initially reported these problems, you know, they suffered retaliation for it internally in the agency and in various ways. Um, uh, so, you know, um, the reason people don't come forward uh, is because they don't think anything is going to happen yeah, as a result. Right. And, and they may not get and, as protected you know, as well as the people said they were. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so those two things, you know, we really 
we really need to address those two things fundamentally, uh, you yep. know, for sort of for things to get better in a, uh, in, you know, for us to make some kind of a progress. That's right. I mean, you, a, you have to have, you have to have people willing to come forward and they're not going to be willing to come forward if nobody's ever held accountable. And if they're not protected, it's that simple. Yeah. Such a great and important point. Absolutely important. Uh, it seems, you know, it's, we're, we're about to celebrate our 50th in, or we are in the midst of selling the 50th anniversary of the Watergate scandal, which gave rise to a lot of the reforms that included the Inspector General's Act and the idea that we would have independent watchdogs that would punish authority. It seems as though in the last decade or so, time and again, we've seen very important instrumental IG investigations that um, haven't resulted in any of the expected punishment accountability. Uh, there's the rope-a-dope, as you mentioned, that can be done. People can delay uh, by resigning and taking away some of the uh, investigative uh, resources or a subpoena power. Uh, is it time for Congress to rethink the inspector general, give it more teeth, give it more of a, a different mentality as we get into the 21st century? Absolutely. I mean, the Senate, uh, you know, I, I, I've long supported, a, um, you know, giving testimonial subpoena authority to the inspectors general right. and, and uh, so that they can talk to any witness who has relevant information about waste, fraud or abuse in government. Right. I mean, there's why would we tie Why would we make them do their job with one hand? Tied one hand tied by the back. back right. It, it, it just doesn't make sense. And so, you know, but what I've seen over the years, um, you know, is really frustrating and disappointing because what happens is. Um, everybody looks at it through their partisan lens and depend, yeah. depending on whose ox is being gored at the moment, you can't get both sides to come together to do a fundamental reform that's, right. that's so makes such common sense. So, for yeah. example, in 2016, when we were working on the IG Empowerment Act, when I worked at Senator Grassley's office, you know, we were on the verge of getting this authority into law. Um, and we were coming down to the end of the uh, uh you know, it was, it was after the election when Trump had been elected, you know, but before he had taken office. Um, and so what you had was people started playing games. We had, you know, it was something that everybody supported on a bipartisan basis in both the House and the Senate. You know, you literally had five, 435 House members who were supporting it, um, you know, who weren't objecting to it being placed in the bill. And you had 99 senators who were uh, not objecting to Amazing. it, you know, but you had but you had but you had people looking at it and they thought, well, you know, the Hillary Clinton email scandal was going hot and heavy at that point. And we don't really want to give the state department inspector general, the ability to go and interview all the former people in the Hillary yeah. Clinton state department about the email thing. So we're not going to support, you know, so we're going to, so one Senator objected, uh, you know, and did a secret, uh, secret objection, secret hold. Um, and, you know, we had to take that provision out of the bill and, you know, here we are, you know, that was 20, uh, 2016, and, you know, here we are 2022 uh, and you have bipartisan uh, outside groups like mine on both sides of the ideological spectrum, as well as, you know, both sides in uh, in Congress pushing for this reform. And, you know, you have some people on Capitol Hill who just look at it, you know, well, we don't really want we don't want former Trump administration officials to be subpoenaed to testify before an inspector general. Right. So, you know, so then you have people on the other side opposing it for that reason. It's just really frustrating. Yeah, no, it, it's the reason why people see all of the sticks stuck in the, the mud of the swamp. And it gets frustrating because the status quo yeah. seems to be what's protected most most fervently in this town. I want to pivot to another very important issue that Empower and you have worked on so importantly. And that is the destruction of DNA data from the Chinese labs that are increasingly becoming under suspicion as having potentially been a leak source of the 
COVID virus. Um, you have won some major victories. You are continuing to pursue those. Tell us a little bit about what has transpired over the last few months and what, what Empower has done to really get truth to the American people. Well, so we have we did a, a whole series of FOIA requests and litigation with the, uh, with the National Institutes of Health. Uh, again, you know, we're trying to follow, and all of our work, we're going to usually follow up on, on good work that uh, has been done uh, by folks in the House and Senate as well. Uh, and so, um, you know, there's this issue about the deletion of, uh, of data in, a, in, a, in an NIH-controlled database at the request of Chinese researchers uh, from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Um, and, you know, there were some stories about it in the mainstream press. There was um, uh, the legacy press, whatever you want to call it, corporate media. Uh, uh, there was a couple of stories about it, um, and you know, you had some senators and some members of Congress writing to the NIH about it, and then it just sort of went away, and nobody paid attention to it. Yep. We, we issued, uh, we submitted our FOIA requests. Uh, we eventually got some production of documents, um, uh, but we were looking for, again, just like with the VA issue, evidence of their communications about those con- congressional requests. Um, and you know, one of the documents that we got was, uh, you know, when the senators send a letter. You know, people on the inside, they usually go around and they gather the information. And so they had the answers to the questions uh, and they wrote them down. They just didn't send them up to the Hill. Isn't that amazing? Uh, we got a cop. We got a copy of it, um, but it was redacted uh, wow. and they they redacted the factual information. So they so they had the so much for transparency. Eh? <laughs> yeah, they had the senator's question. Then they had the answer to the senator's question right. and they send us that piece of paper. But then they black out everything in the answer, all the, Unreal. which they can't do under FOIA. There's factual if there's factual information in there, they can't withhold it. They can yeah. withhold, you know, deliberations and people's opinions, but they can't withhold facts. Yeah. And so we are, you know, we're currently uh, in federal court suing the NIH to try to have those redactions lifted and also to, to force them to do a, a, a deeper dive searching for, um, uh, you know, for all the communications about why sure. they allowed a, a Chinese researcher to dictate whether or not they would, you know, maintain this information, which which could be relevant. You know, you have outside experts who have no political axe to grind one way or the other, yeah. um, you know, who are saying this information might ha- might be relevant to understanding better the origins of the pandemic that's killed yeah. a million Americans. So why would the NIH not, A, preserve that information, uh, which actually we believe they have. They have backup copies of it. Yeah. Um, but B, why wouldn't you share it with outside researchers who can independently look at it and see if there's any information in the DNA strains in the genetic data uh, yeah, that would be an amazing piece of evidence? Whether, yeah, absolutely. And they're not sharing. You have outside experts asking the NIH for it, and they're not sharing it with them. Yeah, so important. So important. Real quickly, I want to, in the course of doing some of the VA work, you discovered something interesting. We're going to write about this later on this week. You found out that Just the News is blocked. Agency workers can't watch it on their computer, <laughs> computers at work. What's going on there? What did you discover? Well, you know, as I said, in the, uh, just like in all these matters, we have FOIA requests out there. And we're, you know, so we're getting documents from the agencies uh, slowly but surely. Um, and one of the documents uh, was an email um, where they were, you know, they, they often send around news clips about things that are going on internal uh, to an agency. And, um, you know, there's this Charmaine Bogue controversy we were talking about, and there was some news coverage of it in Senator Grassley's letters, including on your site on Just the News. Uh, and so when they sent around the clips, one of the emails uh, from the person uh, sending around the clips said, you know, oh, here are the articles below. But, uh, you know, one of them wasn't added to the news clips today due to negative allegations involving one of VBA's senior leaders. So just 
right out of the gate. They're censored. They're not, they're not sending around in their own news clips, anything negative about the agency. Right. And then it says, right. And then it says, we're sending these in a separate email for your situational awareness. Note the website to the first article is blocked by our VA network. So we're sending the attached PDF. Wow. And then when you look, the next couple pages are the, a PDF of an article yep. from your website. Off, headline, yeah. Senator Grassley pushes for more information transparency into alleged VA whistleblower claims. It's, wow. uh, That's um, amazing. Censorship in every Nicholas form. Sherman. Yeah. yeah, an article by Nicholas Sherman. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. yeah, so apparently they had to print that one off because it's, for some reason it was being blocked internally to the uh, Pretty amazing, VA servers. Yeah. Pretty amazing indeed. Jason, real quick, how do people stay in touch with the great work you're doing at Empower? Empoweroversight.org. There's all the information there. If you go to click on the media page, you'll see all the updates on uh, uh, on the latest developments. It is amazing work you're doing. We cover it often here at Justin News. Our readers love what you're doing. We, we need this accountability in government. And the more inspectors general don't do their job, the more whistleblower centers like you are filling the gap. So congratulations on, it's been about a year now, right? You're about a year old now, right? That's right. Our official launch was, thank you for remembering that. Our official launch was uh, July 2nd of last year. So we're coming up on our one year anniversary. Big celebration. And I'll tell you, America is better off because of what you've done here, Jason. Empower is an amazing, thank you. amazing uh, enterprise. And uh, everybody go check that out, folks. Uh, we'll be doing a lot more coverage of these very important issues. And I, if I know Jason, he's got a few more uh, important investigations up his sleeve that will probably crest in the next few months. Jason, always an honor to have you on the show. All right. Thank you. Thanks, my friend. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, folks. Welcome back for the commercial break. So glad you can join me today. Again, happy Juneteenth Day. What an important day to celebrate freedom. We be reminded one more that the cost of freedom was high, a civil war, the Emancipation Proclamation, and that there were many challenges in this great country. We've always surmounted them and we will again. We are not uh, a country that lays down and gives up. We keep fighting and, and our great constitution has sustained us in ways big and small for a very, very long time. That's what makes it so exciting. All right, before we go, I'd like to offer one of the many great opportunities that our partners afford us. And I know everybody is rattled by the stock market, myself included, when you see 20, 25% drop in the value of stocks since January, you understand that that has massive consequences, not only for companies, 
But for all of us who invest our retirement, our 401k, our IRAs, if the market goes down that much, your retirement goes down that much, you want to insulate yourself, right? You don't want to be Amazon, see your stock down 30% or Tesla down 40%. Crypto's down an enormous amount in the last cryptocurrency in the last few months, uh, weeks, actually, really, yeah, with Bitcoin among the top of the falling edge. And there was a lot of fear that the hawkish moves that the Fed's now taking to try to finally belatedly get on top of inflation might stall the economy more, create that dynamic we had during the Jimmy Carter years known as stagflation. So the question I'm asking you is, what's your plan? Are you going to keep taking it on the chin, keep letting your IRA and 401k slip, or do you have a good idea? I think I have a good idea for him. I want to open up your mind to something you might not have thought about. Yep, this is probably a good time for you to diversify into gold, the most stable asset in the history of the world. And Birch Gold Group is the company I trust to help you convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold and silver, backed by precious metals. Now, to get involved, just to learn about this, no obligation, but to get their amazing pamphlet that gets you up to speed, the info kit that really gets you up to speed on how gold can be part of your retirement strategy, all you got to do is text the words just news, one word, to 989898. One more time, just news to 989898. You're going to get a no obligation info kit on gold from the Birch Gold Group. They are the precious metal professionals. I trust them. You should trust them. And all you got to do to get started on that journey is text the word just news to 989898. Why take any more losses on the market? Go get some precious metals. Figure out how you can build them into your retirement portfolio tax-free. That's a great deal. And a special thanks to our good friends at Birch Gold Group, particularly Philip Patrick, who comes on the show often and keeps us abreast of what's going on in the marketplace. All right, folks, that wraps up another show tonight. Check us out on TV on Real America's Voice. Just the news, not noise. Amanda Head and I, we've got Congressman Glenn Grothman to talk about how Democrats have moved from the race card to the gender ID card. When you watch the segment, you understand what we're talking about. Philip Patrick, I just mentioned him on Birch Gold Group. He's joining us to talk about the economy. We've got congressional candidate Charles Butler as well. Lots of news, lots of economic news, lots of cultural news on the forefront. Should dial into that tonight and check it out on Roku, on Dish Network, on Pluto, on the Justin News app. We are always grateful when you watch. All right, that wraps up another show. God bless you. God bless this incredible country. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. And in the meantime, if you need a quick news fix, you want to know what's really going on, it's really simple. Just go to justthenews.com 24-7. We got you covered. God bless and good night. Talk to you tomorrow. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe 
from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. Hey there, it's Amanda Head, and I am thrilled to introduce to you my new exciting podcast, Furthermore, with Amanda Head, broadcasting weekly from sunny Los Angeles, California, and brought to you by the dynamic Just the News Podcast Network. On this fresh and engaging podcast, I delve into the latest news with a little bit of a twist, exploring the furthermore of every story. But this isn't your typical run-of-the-mill news commentary or politically charged program. I interview a diverse range of guests, including business leaders, entertainers, musicians, educators, experts, politicians, and many influential figures from both the United States and around the world. So why not make your Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays a little more interesting? Tune in on your preferred podcast platform and discover furthermore with Amanda Head on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button and be sure to download the latest episodes. I can't wait to have you join me on this exciting journey.